0: It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Giselleca, and here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Giselleca!
1: And welcome! Ho, ho, ho. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So Monday night. I don't know what the hell is going on.
2: That's the day after Christmas. Do you have a good Christmas, bro?
1: I'm hearing all kind of weird stuff happening.
2: I just asked if you had a good Christmas.
1: Yeah, there's a kind of echoes and all kind of stuff.
2: <laughs> Ghost of Henry.
1: It is. I don't know what it is, but I don't either.
2: I did have a good Christmas. I don't know about you. Yeah, had a good Christmas, ate good, rested, slept good. It was good. Good.
1: Yes, it was fun. I had a good time. Um, we didn't do much. We went to her mom's house, which was fun. Right. And um, it was a kind of a pain in the ass getting in because it snowed a lot. And there was ice and all kind of bad things. And so getting up and down the stairs in the driveway was kind of a pain in the butt. Because I'm still getting used to climbing stairs with the leg, but and actually doing it in the ice and snow is a bit tricky to say the least.
2: Aren't you glad though that you're far enough along that you're out of the chair?
1: Yeah, that would have been that that would have been hell, right? But I thought about staying at home anyways because you know. Family is one of those things. Not that I don't like family. I love family. Right. But, like, I never know how to react when, like, I get a gift or something. Why? Because, like, you know, I don't want to, like, underperform. And that's what she said. But then I don't also want to (laughs) overperform either. I mean, you you know, a nice gift doesn't mean you have to, like, it's not, like, the best thing that's ever happened to you. But if you underperform, then I think that they spent their money in getting you something you don't like.
2: Nah. I think you just be honest and genuine stuff like that. You've you you've got a good family. You guys all love each other. You know, there's thought behind the gifts. Of course, it doesn't like mean that. sometimes that's you get some the,
1: sometimes you get stuff that sucks. Let's
2: just be honest. I mean, uh, that's got so-
1: a crappy gift.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying that you know, yesterday wasn't one of those days for me. I opened up a few presents that I was really surprised by. I opened up a few presents that were like you know, I would have gotten myself That's you know, I thought they were way cool. So I had a good day. What'd you get? Anything particular that was like fantastic? I got, and uh, the stand didn't show up, but I got a uh, light about the size of my laptop screen that is specifically for the green screen. So I have one of those big white bright lights that I can't wait to, install and, and set up and make the studio look better. That'll be the last final touch for that. So one okay. good light instead of the three tiny little ones I'm trying to balance and make work. So that was way cool. I also got, I'll uh, show you, I get this coffee mug that says talk with us in quotation marks, which uh, Mary Jo was thoughtful enough to go have made. I like and this. I think if we find out sponsor, doesn't sound like there's coffee in there though. No, there isn't coffee in there. It is thermal, so it'll stay cold for the whole show. So, but, so uh, I mean, I'm just I'm
1: just being curious as to what might be in there. Is it pop or is it
2: um that might be one of the ingredients? Obviously, one of the ingredients it might be one of the ingredients, ice, and, uh, ingredient? the other one might be uh caramel flavored uh bourbon. bourbon? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good way to start the show, right? Yeah, so but uh, I thought you get funnier was, with alcohol. I'm just curious. Um, I was never good at that. Oh, my God. I toured through the 80s with a whole bunch of people that couldn't go on stage unless they were high. I remember somebody telling me after a two and a half hour stint on stage that I told the same joke like 45 different ways. For the last half hour of my show, so. They were laughing, but they were laughing at me, not because of me. So oh, I'm not really comfortable not being myself on stage.
1: Why well, say you have like a bunch of that you know, beverage during the show and then let's see yeah. how you are like in the last half hour?
2: Yeah, okay. No, I'm I'm limited. This was just to just to show it off. I broke it in the right way, but it's just a
1: little are you different. sick?
2: I was sick. I was sick you don't sound Thursday, good. Friday, Saturday. A little bit of stuff is still right here. Yeah, but boy, man, Thursday, Friday, I slept like 18 hours a day. It just kicked my ass.
1: Was it the vid or what's going on?
2: Well, no, it tested. It wasn't uh, anything. It's that flu virus or whatever the latest, you know, Chinese concoction going around is. All right. But it wasn't vid.
1: I got a. You can always comment on the show. You can leave your comments on the show and we can read them. Uh, No comments as of yet, but leave your comments and we'll check those as the show goes on. Um, I put the link at the bottom of the screen. Now, look, we have a scroll. Like, yeah, see, how that. cool is that? I that is way really cool at the bottom now, which is pretty slick. Yeah, and I'm going to post the uh, the link. So, if you want to participate in the show, you can participate by clicking on the link, and you can be on the screen with us as we talk. Um, we have Frank the Tank coming up in a little bit. Talk a little bit about some sports betting, if you will. If you've heard the name Frank the Tank, he was on TAM for quite some time. A good friend of mine, hopefully he knows how to get set up here and get into the broadcast. Um, But we're going to hopefully talk to him about some games coming up, Monday Night Football tonight, and then the bowl games happening uh, this week, this weekend, so looking forward to that. Um, I got a very cool Star Wars crockpot that I'm going to break in at some point. Okay. You can't put liquor
2: in it, but. What makes, a, what makes it a Star Wars crockpot? Well, it's it- got
1: Star Wars, like, stuff all over the sides of it. Okay. So, like, like pictures of, like, the different spaceships and stuff like nice. that. Nice. Which is pretty cool. My wife got me some cologne, which is very nice. Okay. um, so I got this good. flannel shirt. I, uh, but I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know, like, it's a nice flannel. It's nice. Uh, if your wife gets you cologne, does that mean, like, you stink? Is that the problem here? Is that what happens?
2: No. Maybe she... uh. Just dropping a little subtle hint. That's what I'm saying. She's like, oh, not that just smell. smell. She'd have gotten you deodorant. Maybe she's like in the mood.
1: That that could be. Jeff C is trying to get in, but uh, has not connected yet. Says device not connected. Jeff C, keep trying. And, uh, keep trying. To, yeah. Trust uh, me, if I can
2: do it, he can do it.
1: <laughs> it almost didn't happen today, but was, you know, we got it. Everything was yeah, we worked did. out. and... All right, so the Browns played this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about the Browns since I guess we kind of have to. We're going to talk sports oh, in just a little bit.
2: It's um, just it's bad. It, it it just is. And and I can't I I can't have any more respect for a team with all that talent in that locker room to not want to play better and actually play better.
1: All right, do they, they have talent? That's the question. For question number 1. I'm going to put to you Is do they actually have talent? Uh, because I'm not seeing the talent that you're talking about.
2: They're sending five people to the Pro Bowl. Okay. Uh,
1: again, just because they have names that are supposed to have talent, right? Doesn't mean that they actually have talent. Because I'm looking at a Miles Garrett, I'm looking at a Clowney, I'm looking at a Chubb, I'm looking at uh, Watson, Kareem Hunt, and what the hell are they doing? Um, I haven't seen anybody that's been a star for this team all year long. Uh, so I, I don't really get it. I, I don't understand. I mean, on paper, yeah. yes, we have a lot of talent and it's supposed to be a good football team. But so far, it's not a good football team. If you can't go out there and beat the Saints when it's two degrees outside. Right. A team from New Orleans on your home field and you can't beat them. There's a problem.
2: Yeah. To go out to a 10 point lead and then get, and then have them give up 17 straight point and lose 17 to 10. Just,
1: uh, so yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. Yeah, let me see here. We got Chris Jackson and says Chubb is talented. Yes. Okay, maybe he is, but maybe it's the offensive line that isn't that talented. Uh, Again, I too. haven't seen Chubb act like a star. Maybe he's hurt. You know, there talented was. players, but grossly underplaying set of players.
2: Okay, I maybe. I list, I listened to a little bit of commentary from the uh broadcast team, which was like their third string team. But somebody said that um, there was no reason to throw passes on first and second down and then obviously have to pass on third when you have somebody like Hunt and Chubb in the backfield. I don't know why they keep getting away from a ground game that was supposedly one of the best in the league.
1: Yeah. If you have two guys like Hunt and Chubb, i got to say this carefully. Um, you should be playing those guys in the backfield at the same time together. All the Amen. Time. Amen. Not one and then sub the other one in. Yep. Absolutely. You have a dual threat back there and they don't use it. So yeah. that comes back to my next question.
2: Do we need an offensive coordinator? No, you
1: need to fire the coach. Okay. Would you fire Stefanski? <sighs> yes, I would fire Stefanski. I, like I was going to
2: say, that it depends on who's available.
1: The Broncos got rid of their coach. They have a fantastic, supposedly fantastic quarterback in Russell Wilson, and they have done nothing. They look like garbage. Um, the Browns spent $295 billion on um, Deshaun Watson. They have Chubb. They have Hunt. They have cloudy they got Miles Garrett they have Amari Cooper they have all the supposed talent and yet um nothing to show for. Him. So I think that it has to be at this point um it's got to be coach at this point.
2: It's got to come back to coaching because a few weeks back a couple guys got suspended not suspended. A couple guys didn't start and had to sit out a play or two because there was partying going on and violation of team rules going on. And that's not the kind of stuff you picture uh, um, happening to uh, uh, Pittsburgh organization or Dallas organization or any place where there's discipline and a coach that doesn't care whether or not the people like him as much as perform and play for him.
1: You got Joe, who thinks um, the owner's pulling the strings behind the scenes. That could be. But yeah. he's not calling the plays on Sundays. And so far, the play calling and the use of players and the, I guess, coaching these players doesn't seem to be what it's. No. I it agree. I agree. Jake says, yes, what fire came to Stephansky in a heartbeat. Name one position group that's gotten better on this team since he took over. Yeah, It's true. You can't. You can't really name the yeah. coordinator's got to go, the coach has got to go. I think the entire staff has got to go. You don't just fire players. Um, no. although I wish we could fire somebody like Miles Garrett, who's been underperforming, in my opinion. Uh, Natalie says, Agree, Chubb is talented. Okay, we get it. Yeah, I mean, Chubb is talented, but I love Natalie. We fire the owner and then down from there. The team will get never better. Guided by Florida's scumbag. There's your reason, act disciplined. I agree with that too. This team. Is way underperforming, and I think that comes back to coaching. Yeah. But just my opinion. Uh, we do have Frank the Tank on. Frank the Tank. There he is. Hey, hey how is are it? we, guys?
3: Good, Frank. Merry Christmas. Doing, Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me. How are we doing, guys? Uh,
1: Frank is um, – let me just explain this. Frank is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, worked at the radio station that he used to work for for quite some time. Um. He's also a former service member, correct?
3: That is correct. Yeah, United States Navy. Navy guy. Yeah, Navy guy.
1: And so Frank knows a lot of stuff, but mainly he knows about betting on, on games. I do. And so you know that's why I wanted to have you on. I'm going to try to get this segment sponsored so we can talk to a guy that knows about betting, knows about gambling, and can pick some games for entertainment purposes only, except for the fact that it's gonna be legal here in what a month if that?
3: Yeah, a couple days. days. Yeah, five days. Five days. What well, are the next add weeks' to that? slate? <laughs> is all all legal gambling next week's slate? I cannot wait for that. Are you excited? Uh, that's an understatement. I cannot, I just cannot wait. All the, all the sports books are coming in. I'm finally going to be able to, you know, pick this book that has the best line and I'm not just stuck on one, one line. It's going to be different. I'm excited for it. Ohio's way behind. It's about time, Seth and Mike. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, Let it's me ask you a question
2: about that though, way behind. Are there other states that are already doing it?
3: Yeah, I was, Pennsylvania was getting a lot of our money. A lot of people going to Pennsylvania, going to Michigan for, I mean, the two things that I think Ohio's behind on was marijuana and sports gambling, and all our money was going out of state for both of those things. At least we're getting sports gambling on January 1st. It's a step in the right direction, in my opinion, for sure. Okay.
1: Uh, let's see. We got a,
3: Jake says, Frank. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> uh,
1: Scott says, welcome, Frank.
3: Thank you, Scott.
1: So that's cool. Uh let's see. The smartest betting mind I've ever met for entertainment purposes only. Of course.
3: Yeah. Wow. Try to give you guys some winners. You know, want to become a sports, a sports books, worst enemy. That's what I'm trying to do. Cool. So you obviously think the gambling should be legal here. Yeah. Mike
1: is under the opinion that it will be the downfall of society. Yeah. No, no, no. We no. have legal gambling in Ohio and people are going to start betting their houses away. You'll lose your car. I'll be, I'm going to bet my wheelchair on uh, Friday night, college football game. <laughs> right. That's degenerate game.
2: No, yeah. It's not the degenerate. I, I have no problem with any of that stuff. Cause Vegas was always Vegas and a bookie right. was always a bookie and all that other stuff. I was actually talking though, about the experience of being at the game. You know, tickets are cheap, No, but when you go to a game where everybody's there because they're a passionate f- uh, fan of the team that's playing there's a certain atmosphere there yeah no but doubt you've got seventy-five thousand people that have got their phone in their hands and they don't really care who wins the game as Check long scores. as they're checking going and so on and so forth i'm just saying that it ch- it's going to change what the experience of being at a game live is going to be to the point where 20 years from now they can play all the games at a neutral site and just have everybody sit home and make money
3: I mean, it very well could because every stadium we're looking at is going to be having a sportsbook in the stadium. They're going to want you. I'm sure they'll have boosted odds to bet on their team. You know, right? Oh, if you take our home team, we'll give you instead of minus one ten with the spread, we'll give you, you know, five to one odds. And people, right. and that's what that's where the focus is going to shift. I agree with you. I think that. It could head that way. I hope it doesn't because I love home field advantage, home court advantage. Big college hoops fan, and nothing's better than home court advantage and college hoops. That's incredible.
2: For 25 years, I traveled the whole country. I was in a different city every week, and I would, as one of the, uh, because I was a comic, I worked at night. So during the day, I would go to sporting events, and it's a weird feeling to sit in the Houston Astrodome and watch the Astros play the Phillies and guy gets a single and the place goes nuts. And you yeah. care less because I'm not there to, I don't care who wins. I'm just right, killing neutral. time.
3: No doubt. And
2: that, I don't want that feeling to permeate the home field of, you know, your local team. Now I think fantasy football to a degree did that yeah. because everybody's got one eye on the game on the field and one eye on the scores around the league and all the stats, et cetera, et cetera. Right, so yeah, I would just score, say there's a change coming. Well, you know, I'm not yeah. saying it's going to kill anybody, but it's going to change things.
3: Well, that definitely exists. A Browns fan watches a game, a backup running back comes in, scores a touchdown, and they're mad that it wasn't Nick Chubb that scored the touchdown. Where right. someone who's not playing fantasy just is happy that the Browns scored a touchdown. Exactly. So that's, ab- that's absolutely headed that direction. Oh, no yeah, doubt yeah
1: I, I gave up on my fantasy team about um, <laughs> two weeks into <laughs> this year. Oh, boy, because I realized that, um, with the exception of a few. Most of the people I was playing with, I don't really like. And so, because they're all people from the radio station. Right. And some of them are really great people, and I miss them. Like,
3: others, crazy, maybe but not.
1: Others, not so much. <laughs> and so I kind of was like, you yeah, know what? Why am I playing this? So I haven't, I think I had people that were hurt that I had in my lineup. I had people, I think one guy died, and I had him in my lineup. I, so, yeah, it's been a rough go for me for fantasy the, <laughs> this year. So I, I gave up way early. Luckily, it was only 20 bucks. I did went- like. I didn't mortgage my uh, prosthetic leg yet as right. far as gambling goes but I might if you know when it's legal.
2: Yeah, I'll try to, to get, get you get confident enough to do that. Serious fantasy league, <laughs> but all they have is like football and sports. I was into like bondage and or, oh,
3: There you go. <laughs> How do you bet, bet on next. that?
2: That's coming. How do you bet on that? I'm sure he's an expert. Yeah, which whip? <laughs> right. How long somebody can last? You know. <laughs> you know. You learn the hard way. The mo- the moral is just you know. Remember, don't whisper your safe word. If you can bet
1: on it, I guess I'll do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm in on it. I mean, you had me at bet. There, there you go. I was sold at that point. There you
1: go. All right. So uh, Frank is actually here to pick some games too for us because I do want to get into the marijuana thing because you brought that up. So I'm going to get that in before the end of this. Second, yeah. we're going to pick some games real quick.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, you have,
1: what, Monday Night Football tonight? Tonight, Who's playing tonight? I don't even know who's playing tonight.
3: Yeah, I figured I'd give him Monday Night Football and then a few of the college, two or three college games throughout this week to try to get some okay. winners. Yeah, tonight it's Chargers versus Colts. The Chargers on the road are laying four points. And uh, one thing jumped out to me right away. I try to look, and not every game has this. There'll be games where I don't have a feel on it based off this. But I tried to see where sharp money is coming in on, and this game had some sharp money coming in. What I mean by that, only 23% of bets were put on the Colts, but 34% of the money's on the Colts. That's telling you it's a low amount of bets, but a much higher amount of money driving that up. Those are people that know what they're doing with a lot of money, and those are the people that are going to cause the line to either stay or move one way. I try to be on the opposite side of the public. The public does not win in gambling very often. You want to try to see if the public is heavy on one side, run the opposite way. For instance, last night, the Bucs, they had 85% of the country on them. I took the Cardinals plus seven and a half. Cardinals were within seven and a half the entire game. Sometimes you just have to take the uncomfortable side. The uncomfortable side here, I believe, is the Colts. I mean, the NFL is a place where home dogs do well. Home dogs of three and a half for points or more. They're 33 and 16 against the spread this year, 67%. If you can get any trend above 50%, you might want to start paying attention to it. And dogs at prime time, 29 and 20 against the spread in the NFL. So if you just take the teams out of it, I like the fact that there's a home dog in a divisional football game against the Chargers. And the thing you're going to hear from the public is, well, if the Chargers have to win to stay alive in the playoffs, I don't like taking a team based on that because they're in that situation for a reason. If they were as good as people thought they were, they wouldn't be in a win-or-go-home situation. So I think the Colts can definitely play them within four points. So I'm going to take the uncomfortable side in this game, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts at home, plus four against the red-hot Chargers, for sure. Now, That's the side I'm on.
1: Really. I would have just said, I would have broken it down like this. Yeah. The Colts and the Chargers playing tonight. I'm picking the Colts based on, I like the uniform better. I don't like the powder blue on the Chargers.
3: You and don't? So I'm gonna, is I'm it too candy-ass for
1: you? Yeah, <laughs> no, a little bit. It's a little bit for me, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Colts because I like the uniforms better. I,
3: I like think. that. Right. They're kind of more traditional uniforms, too. See?
1: That's why I'm definitely <laughs> going Colts. Oh, so anyway. I
3: like the for-
1: name better. I think something about a Colt that I think is going to he was Colt 45 or something, but I like Colts better than
3: Chargers. Yeah, what's a Charger, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, I have to use a charger for my phone, and are not usually <laughs> reliable. So no. I'm going to go against the chargers tonight.
3: There you go. I like that. Yeah, I think you're See, on the right side, Seth.
1: That's my logic. <laughs> Mike, what would you pick
2: tonight? Um, I would say the chargers. Yeah. Because I never win. So I can't keep that streak up unless you know, I pick the chargers.
3: You're due.
2: Oh, yeah. I am due. <laughs> You know, it's indoors, <laughs> so it's at least they're not playing. You know, at five degree.
3: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. House uh, like
1: Colt Stadium is pretty too, so I'll go with the Colts again. Yeah.
3: yeah, Jim Irsay might even open up the roof and throw everyone for a loop. That guy, you don't never know what that dude's gonna do. Right, the right, owner, right. Indy. That guy's a wild card.
2: All <laughs> right, I'm gonna ask you, Frank. Um, yeah. Not to interrupt all the pick sequence. Oh, but for sure, we got plenty of time. Um, there was a horrible call. Uh, in the Giants uh, Commanders game a couple weeks back. Yep. In the last couple minutes, it changed the whole outcome of the game and this, that, and the other thing. And I know the obvious answer is well, you could never trust it before either. But when there's that much riding on er- and everybody in that stadium and a flag comes out in the last minute and a half, how are you ever going
3: to trust?
2: the outcome of a game again based on the referee
3: it's tough michael it's it's tough and especially the refs have so much power in the nfl the one the one penalty that drives me nuts is the fact that just for a quarterback throwing a deep ball, they can get a 60-yard penalty because it's spot a foul if they call pass interference. And the ref could call pass interference, and there could be nothing there. We've seen that all year. A little bit of hand fighting. It drives me nuts, Mike. I think the refs have too much power. In college football, it's a 15-yard penalty no matter what. It can't go more than that. It's, you. I mean, I think of the Saints a few years ago in the playoffs where they had a receiver get get speared and tackled when the ball was in the air and they didn't throw a flag they, and the Saints exactly. didn't advance because of it. It drives me nuts. Referees, what was it two weeks ago, the Browns game? I think we saw 13 flags in five minutes. Every single play was launched on the field. It, it's, it makes football hard to watch. You know, <laughs> the referees hard, make it hard. Yeah,
2: they, they gave us a hard time over Bottlegate, but the, the bottle throwing was completely legitimate. They ran a play before they threw the flag, so please don't tell me, you know, that uh, there was any reason to take that. Hey hey
1: guys, we we have a caller that wants to join in, so we're gonna have a caller. Frank, you ready? Cool.
3: Yeah, always. Let's go. Uh, Chris, hey, Chris is calling in. Hey, Chris,
0: what's up? How's it going? I I got a, a betting, two betting questions for Frank actually, and this is one comes from sheer ignorance. The other one is just kind of a curiosity. The ignorance one is, and I want to get more involved in the betting. Unlike Mike, I'm willing to lose my mortgage. Yeah. So, but I don't understand. I, I certainly understand point spread. I certainly understand if it's a three-point spread, then they got right. to win by four and all that. What I don't understand is when when there's bet when there's games and they say, Well, this team is negative 180 or this team is yep. positive 360 or whatever. Yeah, what right. does that mean? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So the easiest way to explain this, so let's say let's do minus first. The team is minus 200. Any team is minus is going to be the favored team. So that means if you bet $200 on that team, you'll win $100 back. Now, if they're plus say it's they're plus three fifty. If you bet a hundred dollars, you would win a 350 back. That's the easiest way to to put it. So So it's it's just
0: about the money at that
3: point. Yeah, exactly. It's, Plus five hundred is five to one odds. It's the same thing, just written differently.
0: Okay, excellent. Yep. And then, and then the other question is, I, I want to piggyback off what Mike was saying uh, yeah. on the um, with everybody being in the stadium with their phones. Are you seeing that people are starting to to gamble more the fan duel way, meaning they're not they the don't really care so much about the games as much as they care about does Amari Cooper hit the over or under on six catches or, or is that, is that the trend that we're, that we're moving to
3: in Ohio? It's been that way, but I think with all of sports gambling, just getting legalized because daily fantasy has been legal here. I think it's going to change to, you might see people more rooting towards, I mean, you might be at a football game and there's a 21 point deficit, but someone's going bananas behind you for a field goal. Cause they have the over, I think you'll see stuff like that a lot more. So not, Right now, it's individually, that it, it, it is that way. Daily fantasy, like, oh, they took my guy out. I don't even care about this play. I think it's going to move more towards a team really, or people at the game rooting for one side or even maybe a point total for sure. But there are still going to be people taking props, which is basically daily fantasy. You know, I'm um, pick Amari Cooper for any time touchdown. So if he scores a touchdown, they win money that way. So it'll still be there for sure. Excellent.
0: Well, thanks for taking my call, boys. Cool. Enjoy yeah, the Chris, show. Yeah, good to hear
3: from you, man. Thanks for calling in.
1: How do you parfait something? Parlay. Oh, is it parlay?
2: Yeah,
3: parfaits. I heard of
2: parfait. <laughs> parfait is what
3: you go by if you win. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've i always been anti-parlay. I think that uh, sports books are... I mean, there's casinos are built off parlays. They're, they, it's... People love to stack five games on one parlay, which means they need all five games to win. But all they see is that what they could win possible winnings. And it's like, oh, five dollar bet. I could win four hundred dollars. There's a reason for that. You're probably not going to hit it. It's hard enough to go above five hundred picking games. So if I look at someone, they do a five game parlay. If they hit four out of five of those games, they win nothing. If they would have just bet those separately, they're winning four out of five. They're up in money. So if you want to make a profit, I would advise to stay away from parlays. The only parlays I would ever do would be very, very heavy favorites. So say you pick a college football Saturday. Every team you have on that parlay, you're picking them straight up, and you're picking like 40-point favorites straight up. That would be your best way to win. And Then you're still basically winning even money at that point. You're not going to win a ton of money off a of parlay unless you're taking big risks. And when you take those risks, it's usually when you start losing. The only thing that
1: I've ever known yeah. that I've like, like bet is like you and then Triv. Yeah. And like I used to sit and watch, you probably walked in at times, and we'd be sitting there, we'd be betting on horses while mm-hmm. sitting there, <laughs> you know, getting ready for the show. And you know, he would always say, I'll take the three with the four, backed up with the five. I, I don't understand any of that crap. But he was good at it, and sometimes we get. It. And horse racing is way <laughs>
3: different too. I don't even understand the horse racing gambling. There's so many different try. You could yeah. take a trifecta. There's a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a lot yeah. to it. And he'd be sitting there in the middle of the show, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you start cheering, and nobody had any idea what he was cheering for. But he just won like five. Thousand.
3: That's you know, amazing. <laughs>
1: all right. So, what do you got this weekend with the uh, the bowl games?
3: All right. So, bowl game tomorrow. We got a game at noon. Get a little day action. Nice. Distract you from work a little bit. It's the Camellia Bowl, two really good teams here, guys, and I say that tongue-in-cheek. Georgia Southern at Buffalo Bulls, but I've always said that the money's in the crumbs. If you could figure out how to handicap these games with the not-so-good teams, you'll make a profit, and this is a Buffalo team that really struggled down the stretch. They were one of the top teams in the MAC all year until they got towards the end of the year and they had to beat Akron to become bowl eligible. Akron, Ooh. not a good football program. <laughs> Akron was winning the entire game. Buffalo scored with a minute left to take the lead and needed a near miracle to beat Akron to make a bowl game. Wow. And on the other side, Buffalo's QB used to play – or I'm sorry, Georgia Southern's QB used to play for Buffalo. His name is Kyle Van Treese. And he has this offense humming. They scored 61 points on App State, and Appalachian State is a great football program. They play everybody tough. Right. And so I think Georgia Southern is going to put up a lot of points tomorrow in the daytime. Give me some day action. I like Georgia Southern minus three and a half points against the Buffalo Bulls. I'm going against the MAC as an Ohio, and that's tough. But I like well, Georgia Southern. My tomorrow. name
1: Frank is the only guy that's sitting there going. some Mac action tomorrow during the day. Mac oh, action's the, the best. <laughs> I'm from
3: Georgia Southern. I have never even heard of Georgia Southern. What do they oh. do
1: there? They have a. didn't even realize they had a football team. I didn't a really a decent to one, Georgia too.
3: Southern. They're going to win us some money tomorrow.
1: I know where I'm putting my money. So, <laughs> What about any other games this weekend?
3: Yeah, so I'll give it Friday night, and my I won't have any official picks for the Buckeyes in the playoff game, but I still want to just say what I'm leaning towards there. I haven't made a pick yet, but I love picking the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I'm just phenomenal bowl name to begin with. The Mayo yeah. Bowl, gotta watch it. That's <laughs> Friday. Yeah, that's Friday night. That's NC State versus Maryland. NC State was a top ten team coming into the season. They lost their quarterback Devin Leary, and a lot of people thought they were just going to go downhill. Well, they used four different quarterbacks from that point forward, and they still managed to get eight wins. They're bowl eligible. They're in it, and their head coach can just motivate. He's a true motivator. I think that's why he's able to pick any any QB off the roster and get them to win the game. And this is a Maryland team. I don't think the Maryland Terps have that much to get up for in this game. I like – it's a one-point spread. I'm taking NC State plus one in the Duke-Mayo Bowl. I just think they're the better team. They'll be more motivated. They'll actually want to be there to play the game. I like NC State in that one.
2: Where is it being held?
3: Um, Duke's Mayo Bowl. I can find this out quickly. I didn't write it down.
2: I just think as cold out. as it's been in Maryland, the team's going to be just happy to be in warm weather. So that'll be enough for them. Yeah, yeah,
1: the Mayo Bowl, That sounds like a – Hell of a name for a bowl game, to be honest with you.
3: you yeah, know,
1: like it does. the Big Mac bowl or something. Right. <laughs> the salad bowl. Why didn't somebody come with the salad bowl? bowl? Yeah.
3: Charlotte, North Carolina. There might be a salad bowl for all we know. There's some bizarre ones. Right,
1: right, right. Maryland's uh, just North be looking basically frozen. an NC State's you know, backyard. So. Exactly.
3: Right. That too. What Maryland's not right. going to want to be there. No way. No. So, yeah, I like NC State there. And in the playoffs, I just wanted to talk about it just slightly. I think Ohio State, six and a half points, is hard not to take that. The public is loving Georgia. The line opened at seven and a half, but the line's going the other way. That makes me like the Buckeyes. And Michigan TCU, I'm leaning under 58 and a half points. Michigan's got a strong defense. I mean, Max Dugan's a good quarterback for TCU, who'd be able to score some points, but 58 and a half is asking a That's lot. A lot. I, like, I like the under in that game, I think. That's probably what I'll end up leaning towards this weekend for those yeah. big playoff games.
1: I'm picking Georgia only because the way Ohio State played against Michigan, forget about it. That team has lost its edge, and I don't think they were that good to begin with. I think they played a weak Big Ten uh, schedule, and I don't think it's a very good team. I think they have a decent offense when it's actually going all right.
3: The Uh, defense looks soft, too, at times. This team could be soft. It's scary. picking Georgia.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But, Frank, man, any other questions for Frank, Mike?
2: Uh, And let me ask one other question, though. What? It's like the since the house never loses. What do you what do you really pay attention to to actually be the guy that picks the game? I mean, one, give, give me yeah. five things that you know all those guys have to uh, pay attention to to decide. Well, for one,
3: wins. reverse line movement is a is something that you want to learn early on, and it's it might be intimidated by the name of it, but it's pretty simple. One thing, I mean, for instance, CBS Sports, they're partnered with William Hill Sportsbook, right? So every single game, if you just click odds on their app, boom, odds, they'll tell you the percentage of the public where they're betting the games. Let's say a team, let's say it's a five-point spread, Browns versus Steelers, Browns are favored. Say 90% of the money is, or 90% of the tickets are coming in on the Browns, and the line went from the Browns minus five to the Browns minus four. You would think if a lot of money is coming in on the Browns, that would drive the line to go more points because so many people are betting on them. But if it's going the opposite way, that's telling you that a small amount of people with a lot of money are putting money on the other side. And that's what's moving the line more so than that public money. More money on the less percentages coming in. So reverse line movement is huge. If you see a public hammering one side, but the line is just moving the other way. Take the uncomfortable side. Go the other way. It's it's really just the public. You don't want to be, you don't want to be the public. They're always losing, and you can just very easily Google where's the public money at on this game. It'll give you percentages outright, and it'll give you percentages of where the tickets, how much money is on each ticket. So that's what I mostly look for, big time. And then All of right. course you look at trends. I mean, like I mentioned with the Chargers Colts game. Right, there's a reason home dogs are doing good in the NFL. It's because there's a lot of parity in the NFL. If you give a home team points, yeah. the home team's gonna gonna keep it close more often than not, right. especially in divisional game. So, well, a lot of that. If a big player goes down and the line is still not moving, it's another thing. Maybe you want to still take that team because the Vegas thinks that they're still going to play well. The Colts four point dogs their best running back out for the season, Jonathan Taylor, you'd think that might drive the Chargers up to close to a touchdown, but that line is just, it's wow. rock solid. It's not moving anywhere. So that tells you, maybe I don't want to go with the public here. They're really not moving this line. Let me go to the other side. So I'm those over. are the things I really look for. One but more now. real
2: quick before you get yeah. out of here.
3: Yeah, yeah Is yeah. there
2: still room in all of what you know about what you're doing and all the skill that you've been talking about is there still room in your game for just having a feeling that something's going to happen? And I'll, I'll give you a reason why I'm sitting in Hollywood park with a, another comic. This is 25 years ago. And the, the ponies are out and it's the trotters and, and he's got all this paper and he's doing all this math and figuring shit out. And I looked down the card and one of the horses was owned by Jack Kent cook. And I said, Mitchell, that horse is going to win because Jack Kent Cook didn't spend all that money to bring his horse all the way to California and enter the race and stuff like that and go home a loser. And he goes, oh, you have no idea what you're talking about. And, And he won. He won by 13 lengths he won. So, you know, there's just sometimes stuff you should know just by knowing.
3: That is a fact. That's something you can't teach. I mean, yeah, having a feel. Sometimes you got to go with that gut feel for sure. And there's other times where I tell myself, I go, man, of course I'm going to take this side. I go, wait a second, that seems awfully obvious. If one side seems like the obvious thing to do, okay, yeah, do the other thing. There you go. Most people are going to do the obvious thing, and they're probably going to lose. It's just the way it crumbles. But it's hard. I mean, to be considered sharp a sharp gambler, you might hit 56% of your bets. You know, it's gambling is hard. Casinos exist for a, for a dang yeah. reason. You know, yeah. It's freaking tough.
1: Uh, Frank, let me ask you one more question before we get yeah. you out of here. Because I think people are getting – their heads are going to explode all these
3: numbers. Right. When
1: is marijuana going to be legal in Ohio?
3: Not soon enough, Seth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, I you and I might differ on opinion on that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe legalize all drugs. Maybe that's the way we should go. I don't know. But do you think that marijuana is going to be legal in Ohio anytime soon? Recreational anyways?
3: I don't follow the pol- the politic n- nature of it. I can only hope, Seth. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as a recreational user myself, I could only hope that, you know, it stops. It becomes a lot easier to use. and You don't have to go through so many shady steps potentially to try yeah. to get it. People yeah. are going to do it either way. <laughs> in my opinion Probably you might as well make point. money off it tax it make the money. legitimate
2: tax revenue that has been wasted for 60 years is just no doubt criminal. that's more crazy criminal
3: then yeah yeah
1: well frank 100%. i appreciate you coming on frank the tank we pleasure to join you guys
3: yeah let's we talk some more it. yeah i and can't wait talk guys. again all right all right love you guys see you
1: Love you man see you, frank uh, frank he's a good dude uh, he's a uh, he likes his marijuana i'll say that uh, as you just said which is okay. Jeff C. is on hold, but you have to connect your camera and your microphone. Otherwise, it doesn't help. Nobody can see you. Um, So, Jeff, connect your microphone and your camera and you'll be good to go. We'll put you on the show. you want to join the show, you can. Um, You can click on the link that I provided or you can leave a comment. Uh, Rebecca, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Go, Frank, we love you. Rebecca and Anthony, love you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, It's kind of cool. Frank, check it in.
2: First yeah, it was a great. Second. second, all
1: right, we got to take a quick break, and then uh, again, if you want to join us, we want to talk about legalizing marijuana. Uh, we can do that because I'm against it, to be honest. I, I don't. I, I hate to hurt my friend's feelings, but I'm not a smoker, and I don't see a need for it. But uh, we can discuss that, I guess, if you'd like, when we come back. The Show.com brought to you by Chris Aiken Aiken IT Services. Much appreciated. Also, we've got to give a big thanks to Tony Masaccio, our restaurant reporter, and Tammy, a special friend of the show. Thank you very much. And thank you to all of our sponsors for everything that you do. We'll be right back.
2: Does your company need fresh teas? Have you paid an arm and a leg for the ones you have? Worried about poor quality when you pay less? Stop worrying, Northeast Ohio, and visit us at www.wcts.com At Wolf Creek Media we're family owned we offer simple pricing and we're fair and honest we even have an in-house graphic designer and cover all your apparel needs so if you need t-shirts hoodies, banners or any other type of printing call us at 330-353-9695 or visit us at wctes.com. That's WCTs.com, a proud sponsor of The Seth Williams Show. Count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240.
1: Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Vasilka, live on Facebook, YouTube, Odyssey. I make sure you sign up on Odyssey. Uh, sign up for the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, we're going to be constantly adding to that uh, channel there. Uh, five bucks a month extra gets you uh, extra broadcast time. You get some behind-the-scenes stuff. Like there's a video up there currently of uh, me eating my a pineapple for the first time. You can sign up there and uh, Triv is there and it was hysterical. You were there, Mike, which was it really was quick. funny. He had some good things to say, so it was entertaining. Uh, sign up for Odyssey on uh, one line like at the app, whatever, and, and check that stuff out. It's pretty cool, but we're gonna be adding a lot to that as time goes on. Also, get your uh, free bumper stickers, free show stickers, and your uh, your in the air limited edition t shirts on the Seth Williams Show.com, the Seth Williams Show.com. Uh, T-shirts brought to you by WCTs.com, Wolf Creek Media, the good people there. And then, of course, the stickers brought to you by Aaron Tease, good people at Aaron Signs. We really appreciate you guys. You can leave a comment on the show if you'd like, and you can um, get on the link. You can join the show if you want Uh, just by clicking on the link. Follow the instructions because you do have to enable your microphone and your camera so we can see you and talk to you. I did post the link once again, though. so if you'd like to join us, please do. Uh, so we we'll talked to Frank a little bit about some of the sports stuff. And I don't understand a lot of those numbers he was tossing out. I kind of, like I said, pick games based on uniforms, team name. That's how I right. pick horses. I always, whatever horse had a name that I liked I, is what I picked. I don't, even, I don't even know what the odds are. I picked a horse one time. This one down. I picked a horse because I liked the name. Thing one, it was a 99-1 to one, long shot. I didn't even know it was when I bet it. I just like the name of the worst. And I ended up winning a decent amount of money. Yeah, um, you did. Um, yeah, but I think it won, but I bet it to show. So I think I bet it to win, you know, go third or something. And then that's Ooh. what that means. And so I ended up like 60 bucks or some crap. And I don't much money if I paid attention to what I was doing.
0: Right.
1: Um, but leave a comment if you'd like. Marijuana. He brought up an interesting thing. And you kind of gave your take. I'm not sure how I feel about this. I know it's legalized all over the place. Do you legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio?
2: Should we legalize it? I am going to come down on the side of uh, civil liberty. I'm going to say that it's just cost us. I don't think marijuana has been as destructive as alcohol. And we... Deal with alcohol, and we deal with the people that have addictive personalities that are involved in all kinds of things. There's some people that should stay away from cheeseburgers and can't. Absolutely, I totally agree. I'm one of them. What well, I have been, but yeah, I, you know, I just don't. I I don't see the criminalization of it as being beneficial to society.
1: Now, let's be honest, and you know, but. You have a legal background, and you probably yeah. represented a bunch of people that had, you know, minor yeah. offenses for marijuana. I'm assuming criminals that had, you know, offenses for that, and maybe they weren't bad people. I'm not saying that marijuana smokers are bad people. And quite the contrary, I know a lot of people that smoke pot that are great people. My favorite, yeah. people, Frank, is one of my dear friends. Right, and you know he smokes weed, and that's fine, and I don't care. However, right. I'm going to throw out there that. When I started smoking weed when I was younger, it did lead to other, you know, drugs. And I think it is kind of a gateway thing, regardless of what some people will say. And I don't think there's a real accurate way to test somebody if they've been pulled over while they've been driving under the influence of marijuana, unlike alcohol.
2: Um, Well, you may get in an accident if you're high, but you're only doing 15 miles an hour.
1: Okay, well, it's a funny joke, but
2: the reality of the situation is that people can get hurt by doing that. I I agree, but here's what bothers me. The stuff that comes across the border doesn't come across the border in dime bags. It comes in ships, boxcars, airplanes. Yeah, We don't fight the drug war. Nobody's ever been, you, they don't bust airplanes landing. They don't stop trains on train tracks. They don't search cruise ships. So
1: you, well, I watch a show you, called To Catch a Smuggler, and they do yeah, do you, that.
2: You shouldn't allow the mechanism that's making the money off selling the stuff to get away scot-free and put every loser that's got a roach in their ass in jail. All right. Uh, that's Rose. what's not there. Rose
1: says, "Seth, I have MS, and believe me, there's a great need for marijuana. I'm not saying that there's not a need for medical marijuana, right. and I think that if you are sick and you have a need for it, God bless you. In fact, I probably qualify for medical marijuana with the conditions that I have, <laughs> uh, but I'm not necessarily going to do that just because I because everything else in my life, I get addicted to it, and it would suck." Yeah. Uh, Rose also says, "Hi, Michael." Um. I can't go a day without driving by someone here in Akron and smelling it. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. There Bill says, I'm drug tested, CDL driver. And I, I think that I was drug tested when I got into radio, like the first time I got my first full-time job at uh-huh. the radio station. And I remember going to take that drug test and I was like, oh my God, why am I having to take a drug test? Because everybody at the station was smoking or doing something. and But you had to go take it, at least pass it, and then you could do whatever you wanted after that. Uh, but I never liked it. Marijuana always made me kind of feel crappy. It wasn't something that I enjoyed. Um, but I do think it leads to other things. Jake says, the only way we legalize any drug is if a majority, 60% or more, of the tax revenue goes to funding, rehabs, and homes
2: for the homeless. No kidding. The industry, yes, the industry is, b- the, is bigger than the... Pro- yes, I would agree with that.
1: Because- but you have to admit, though, that the people bringing this stuff into the country, you brought them up, aren't coming over here with the dime bag. So maybe I'm not necessarily worried about the uh, small drug dealer that's passing out you know, your little dime bags, but I'm worried about them giving them to my daughter. That would suck. So I, I like those guys arrested and, and not giving... I like poisonous that too. drugs to my child. And then I also, you know, am worried about the cartels that are coming across this border illegally and bringing in a ton of drugs, including marijuana, um, into this country. And it's not regulated. And I where are you gonna get it from? You're gonna get it from some guy that you know has a farm out in Ashtabula and and, and is growing it there. I mean, I guess that's I make a option. Um,
2: I worked at a commercial production house in Los Angeles in the late 70s, early 80s, and all of the major tobacco companies in America had purchased and owned the naming rights for Acapulco Gold and all all the really cool names that you ever heard anybody call marijuana. Those names were all registered to the tobacco companies for when the stuff was legalized. Now, it never happened for all kinds of political reasons, but if everybody got their act together and regulated it and grew it, um, you'd put all the people that you don't like dealing with drugs out of business. And nobody would have to worry about your daughter on the street or your daughter in the wrong neighborhood or your daughter behind a building with people. She didn't know and stuff like that. You could just walk in and say, I'll take a pack and go home.
1: Yeah. I, again, I'm not a fan of, making it easier for my child to do drugs i'm not sure that that's a a, a good thing so that you find it fair that you are limited in your ability to do something solely because of where you live you can drive two hours to michigan and buy weed for vape pens which many do right well again i i'm not i guess i'm not just saying that it should be illegal in ohio i'm saying maybe it should be illegal everywhere um just because we're making it legal doesn't make it right I mean, it's still a federally uh, illegal substance, correct? I mean, it's not, the federal government still considers that a crime to have marijuana. Uh, So just because we allow our states to do it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a good thing. We do a lot of things because of states' rights that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, Abortion being one of them, but we're not going to certainly talk about that. So, But I'm just saying that just no, but we think when it's it comes it okay doesn't mean it is okay.
2: When it comes to vices like that, drugs, alcohol, and uh, I would include some of the uh, uh, online offline uh, sex stuff as well, as far as the industry goes, as, a, as everybody seems to think that their individual freedoms and liberties are shrinking as the world changes, More and more and more of that stuff is going to loosen up to keep people docile and to keep people comfortable and to keep people happy. I I'm, I'm wrestling with this as a comic because I don't know how to make it palpitably funny yet. But when you have an industry like uh, the internet to this day, if you close your eyes and imagine everybody that Googles information, sports, news, politics, recipes, uh, ancestry, all that other stuff, gaming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And add all that together. It's about half as much traffic as the people that are looking for X-rated stuff online. And sure. everybody that, you know, I, like I've said before, I'm the social cripple because I didn't even start social media until we started this show. So when it comes to posting this, that and everything, the, the stuff that pops up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the people that want to meet you and the stuff that comes unsolicited, do this, watch me here, push on this link and so on and so forth. And then to know what all that business is and all the amount of people that are selling it, giving it away, taking pictures. If somebody legitimately comes up to you and says, give me 20 bucks and I'll give you a hand job." How can you put her in jail with the amount of crap that's going on everywhere else? I mean, from a point of view, the the, the thing that struck me is God looked down at Sodom and Gomorrah and he was so disgusted, he wiped them off the face of the earth. But he gets up every day, looks at Tokyo, Saigon, New York, Las Vegas and goes, "Ah, that's not that bad. I think God has
1: plenty of problems with um, certain things like that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but I'm just I, I, saying
2: with the amount of stuff that's out there and the reality of stuff that's going out there and the virtual stuff that you can do online and the stuff that you can do with your cell phone <laughs> yeah where's where but that's my point you know it, it, I, it, so yeah they're going to well, loosen up I, all I, that get, stuff just to keep us okay. from going crazy so where do you draw the line
1: Look, they they drew the line apparently at some point with alcohol and smoking cigarettes to say that these vices are okay to have and they're legal and you can do them, but just do them responsibly or don't even do them responsibly, but don't kill somebody while you're you're driving drunk. Don't drink and drive. Um, But where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line with marijuana? Do we draw the line with heroin? Do you draw the line with cocaine? Where do you draw the line with allowing people to have their their freedom to do whatever they want
2: to do. Unfortunately, Seth, and I think you will agree with me on this. The problem throughout history and politically isn't where do you draw the line? It's who gets to hold the pencil. I
4: agree it's with It's more
2: that. a matter of because you lose your authority to draw the line anywhere because you abdicate the morality Or the good that can be done in other ways. If we put half of the energy into doing the right thing, as people do, into skirting, getting by, gaming the system, and so on and so forth, um, it might be a different place to live. It really might.
1: Uh, The WCTs.com message line, Jason says, hi. Hi,
2: Jason. How are you doing? That's In the middle of this discussion, we get a high without the GH. Without the GH. GH.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Natalie says, Seth, I agree. It shouldn't be legal. This stuff damages our brains and bodies. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm saying. I just don't understand. I don't know where you draw the line. If we say, okay, marijuana is legal. Look, again, some of my best friends smoke a lot of weed. Right. Um, I know a guy. I know the guy for 20 years. And again, great guy. One of my closest friends uh, would drive literally from here to Colorado to buy a ton of weed. He would pack his car up to the, so it was almost like overflowing with the pot. And then he would drive behind a semi-truck on the way home. And and, (laughs) the speed limit of the semi-truck was going to stay inconspicuous and drive his car full of pot back here uh, to smoke it. So I got no problem with people doing it, I guess. I just want to know where do you draw the line as far as making all this stuff legal? The, th- the hard I thing mean, is i drawing did a, a lot straight of- line
2: because you and I both know and you and I have both had friends where they are ugly, nasty, mean drunks.
3: Yes. And we also
2: know people that are funny, hilarious, gentle, kind souls. Yes. So if it affected everybody the same, then you could draw a a straight line. The problem is it affects everybody differently. And that's part of the problem.
1: Chris says you draw the line with the after effects. Marijuana is not an addictive substance like Coke, meth, or alcohol. If booze is legal with all the bad it does, we should, weed should be legal. Now, again, you can say that it's, that it's not an addictive substance. I know people that can't go a day without smoking weed. So, if that's not an addictive substance, the feeling that they get is what's addictive. It may not be physically addictive as far as the chemical
2: that the body needs it, yeah.
1: but mentally, it's a very addictive drug. And there are people out there that really need it all the time. Um, further, the ridiculousness of a $25 fee for getting caught with weed makes it legal in my book. Who would say no when that's a penalty? Okay. again, yeah. but I know people that have done a lot of coke. Um, and other drugs that didn't go out hurting people. They didn't rob right. from people to buy it. They had their money. They did it. They did it at home. They did it, yep. if you want to call it responsibly. They didn't drive high. They didn't get into fights. They didn't start, you know, having. They didn't sexually assault people because they were doing this stuff. They did it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed their time doing it. And then, you know, So what's the problem with that? If you're doing it and you're not hurting anybody, then what's the problem? That's what everybody says, but there has to be a line. We can't just make everything legal, or can we? I guess that's the question I'm asking. If you want a message on the WCTs.com message line, do so, or you can give us a call. I posted the link. You can click on the link, follow the instructions, and join us on the broadcast. So, I don't, again, where do you draw the line? That's the question. We have to take a break, Mike. So we haven't taken any. Let's do that. Come back. And so we will come back with more.
0: And uh, we'll be I'm back. curious as to what other people have to say. This is a good discussion.
1: Send your comments in. Let's
0: go. What separates Trivs Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over, but then there are restaurants like Trivs where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated, intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations. 440-238-8830. 440-238-8830. Trivs in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flags serve you. 440-305-2065, Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here. So call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again.
1: Right back here on the uh, Seth Williams Show with Mike Chisoka, live Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Odyssey. Uh, Got to give a shout-out again to Franks Tank for coming on tonight talking about uh, gambling and uh, the marijuana stuff, courtesy of the Charlie's auto repair hotline. Uh, Charlie's auto repair. And I got to give a shout out to Charlie. Charlie was busting his butt um, over the past weekend with all the people getting stuck with the snow and ice right. and everything. Uh, he does uh, snow plowing and helps spool out all the, all the batteries and all that kind of stuff too. So, Charlie's auto repair. Good, good stuff. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, talking about well, should marijuana be legal? And where do you draw the line? Um, A couple of texts here. WCT's message line, WCT's.com. You can make it all legal as far as I'm concerned and prosecute harshly on those who aren't responsible for their actions. Uh, Cheryl says, Does anybody know if it passed that Ohio is allowed to grow for plants for their own consumption? Is Jim Isabella going to be on tonight? Not tonight. We'll get Jim on again at some point. I don't know if anybody, if they've uh, passed it, but Ohio is allowed to grow for plants in order for own consumption. I'm not sure on there. I have to look that up.
2: I don't think that that's passed because otherwise it would be legal in Ohio, would, and I don't think it is yet. So that's. They were, they were giving properties to people to grow it for medical stuff. I know Correct. That. Correct. Um, and, you know, the, there is about as hard on giving out a medical card. As they are, as giving out handicap stickers for people to park everywhere, you know there are all kinds of people get out of there take handicap spaces that aren't uh, don't appear to be
0: uh, have. Oh, a yes.
2: and I, I see, see people looking for spaces that you know are strongest. So, but that's another topic too. The yes. the thing about it is though, it, it, you can skirt that system. You can claim you got a. The it boils down to: Are you hurting just yourself? Um, they didn't do anything about cigarettes until they couldn't hide the fact that in a room full of smoking people, even the people that didn't smoke were getting sick and, and coming down with lung cancer. I think
1: that's another uh, dispute that uh, you and I would have, because I don't believe that uh, that stuff to be accurate. I don't think they've done accurate testing as far as I know people who never smoked a day in their life. And weren't around smokers that ended up with lung cancer.
2: I mean, it just happens sometimes. Oh, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in and of and by itself, but the tobacco industry knew all that stuff when well, they I'm were sure saying they yeah. that it, you but, know, freshens your breath and settles yeah. your nerves.
1: If you're a smoker, if they could put a picture of a lung that's, you know, black and deteriorating, and it, it won't affect of you.
2: So, but that's uh, going back to what you said about where do you draw the line. I think, like the uh, two comments ago where they said, you know, make it legal, but then severely deal with the people that can't control themselves or get behind the wheel and hurt somebody or use it as an, it's a horrible excuse for as to why I robbed the bank while I was high. I didn't know what I was. That's your own fault. You know, I I don't buy any of that stuff, but in the, in your home, uh, privacy of recreational, et cetera, et cetera. Like you said, we, we've both know people that are harmless and fun to be around and decent people and work hard and raise a family. uh, But that's their drug of choice. Unfortunately for people like me, you know, a couple of years ago, the Moody Blues were in Akron. I went down to see them and I looked around the crowd and I said, who would have thought all those years ago that people my age, the drug of choice before going to a concert would be Coumadin.
1: (laughs) Uh, Scott says, make it legal. Why not? These sports stadiums aren't going to build themselves. True. Well, I make it all Syntax stop
2: growing problem or with fentanyl. This way government Well, no, that you know, and products. that man. That here's the thing that bothers me about drugs, though. You you raise a real interesting point, and it it's part of the reason why your question is, where do you draw the line? I don't care what. People do today, but before they do anything, they have to research it, they have to check it out, they have to Google it, they have to see how many people have commented, they have to weigh in on this and except for drugs. Drugs, some guy goes, Here, I have coke, and they like and stick it right up their nose. They don't double check, they don't test it, they don't do anything. People won't buy a car, a dish, a bar of soap, toothpaste without having, you know, done research on whether or not everybody else thinks it's cool but you give somebody something and just tap your arm and stick a needle in there, they'll just do it right away. That makes no sense to me at all.
1: Uh, Natalie says, can't smoke anywhere, but I have to deal with people drinking in places I go. I mean, that's true. I mean, being a former smoker, I hated the fact that you were paying for the stadiums, and yet you couldn't smoke in one of the stadiums. Right. I understand. And, you know, again, I don't smoke anymore. I gave that up. Back in April, and it's been a tough road, believe me. But when I spoke I didn't mind going outside at a restaurant because, right, as, much as I enjoyed smoking at a restaurant party. you yeah, know, best time to smoke is after you have a meal, correct? But I could respect the fact that it smells and that people eating there probably don't want to smell it. And you know, these had smoking sections and non-smoking sections that were divided by air. I mean, yeah, nothing right. that actually divided right. the sections. Right? It wasn't like you know air. what. Dude, you're going to you. You gonna have to be
2: careful. You are going to have to be careful because you just reminded me of something. You said one of the, the best times to have a cigarette is right after you eat. Yeah. The other time that the, the next temptation heading your way. So get over it now. So it doesn't bother you when it happens is the first time you get in the car by yourself to go somewhere.
1: Oh, believe me. I,
2: every that, time that I, wasn't yeah, that the number two time to light up was yeah. as soon as you got in your car.
1: I mean, my wife still you know. You got to get over that, man. man That's times where I get into the car and I'm like, yeah. man, I want a cigarette so there bad. There you go. Uh, but sex, you've I don't done really fun. have to worry about
2: because you've done uh, great.
1: You know, sex, I don't have it enough to care about smoking after sex. Um, so yeah, I mean, but this, yeah, the smoking thing does suck. I will say out of everything that I've given up, which is the fast food, the smoking, and the drinking, the toughest thing is the smoking Yeah, without a doubt hands down i mean don't get me wrong there are nights where i'm sitting home watching a football game where a beer and a shot sounds like really really nice yeah but i forget about it and move on but when it comes to smoking it is just a non-stop i need to have it wow
2: that that too will pass you'll be fine
1: i do this thing it's called be real and my daughter has it. It's an app for your phone. And uh-huh. when it goes off, you have two minutes to take a picture. And then it shares with your friends and family. And it happened to go off while we're doing the show. So I wasn't ignoring you. I was taking a picture of myself being real for this app.
2: Okay. So you <laughs> took the picture. That's
1: cool. I did. I did. I took a picture of uh, you. On and... the
2: beach. That's a nice backdrop, too. It is nice. I was uh, wishful you... thinking. You can tell I'm still stuck in my living room. I tried to download the picture that accidentally went to you and I can't get it on the background, but I'll work on it. I traveled. it. I traveled. I
1: um, traveled over the past day to a nice remote beach where it looks like it might thunderstorm a little bit in the background. Yeah. But it's nice and warm. I mean,
2: hey, uh, yeah. listen, let's throw out to the audience of people paying attention and stuff like that to text in, message in, whatever. But who got something interesting for christmas or like you said when you posted the show who got something that sucked uh you know we started at the top of the show i i liked the little mug that i got but did anybody win tickets going anywhere fun doing anything different anybody get a surprise you know it's the day after christmas
1: i'm trying to think if i got anything i didn't get any well i only got like two presents so it's not like i got a whole lot um I gave you
2: two. I didn't get anything. That, I didn't get anything that sucked. No, I know. I don't think. Uh,
1: no, I no. I got some money and stuff, so that was good. Cool, but not. I mean, it wasn't like a lot, but I mean, it was enough to make me happy. Um, I got a genuine gift card, which made me very happy because I can yeah. get a lot of my lemon ice and stuff that I like, and I right. Coke for the house, which is good. Um, but I you no, know, I didn't. I don't think I got anything. That's Um, Mayor Bill says, I got harperm.
2: Now, is that from what he ate or what he drank or?
1: I would assume a little bit of everything.
2: Uh, I guess so. dealing with the family. I mean, that would give you Harper. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too.
1: Somebody that I know, I don't know if she wants me to say who she is, but somebody that I know left Christmas yesterday and I feel so bad. Got back to her condo and a pipe had frozen oh, and it burst while she was at Christmas dinner. And Not it flooded cool. her entire condo and then flooded the condos all below. Not cool at all. And so, yeah, they, like, can you imagine going home to that's a Christmas present that sucks? No kidding. And so I feel like so bad for her. Uh, Joyce Marie says, I'm here. I think that's Mayor Bill's other half. Sorry, um, I didn't mean that you gave him heartburn. I just said that... Right, right, right. He said he got heartburn. Maybe he made something that was horrible. Well, yeah, if you had a horrible meal, I guess, what did you have to eat?
2: Ham. I did did ham. I did ham ham. on the bone, and I'm looking forward to finishing that up because I'm going to take the ham bone and about half the ham and make a big pot of uh, split pea soup. Split pea soup? Yep. You like split pea soup? I like split pea soup with a big ham in it. The other thing I like is I will make a, um, a a soup with uh, great northern beans and uh, cannellini beans and then, and then celery and onions and carrots, and I make a nice white chili.
1: See, I'm getting gas and heartburn while you just talk about that food.
2: Really? Split pea soup, isn't it more like, isn't it like mushed up peas? It's... Dried peas. You start with the beans and then cook them down and put a little beer in there. Put some onions in there. The alcohol cooks away. It's so it's not you know gonna ruin what you're working on. But uh, no, I grew up with that. My dad, uh, my dad was uh, Slavic. My mom's Italian, so we ate good. But uh, split pea soup and pierogi was uh, tradition on the uh, Christmas Eve.
1: I'm surprised you didn't have like Italian sausage in your split pea soup instead of ham. Yeah, but
2: I was sick. I told you I was sick. Mary Jo made some great pastina with uh, pork and tomato paste, and oh my god, was that good!
1: Joyce says I uh, mayor got me lottery tickets. Well, it was a crappy gift if you didn't win. Did you win anything?
2: That's the uh, question. Uh, I got of a fistful split- lottery tickets and won two
1: bucks. Uh, Chris, he, Chris says, uh, "Split pea soup." Will Will Ward and
2: June be joining you? If they do, I'm going to ask them to bring the oyster crackers. Oh, man, I, I will ask. I will ask them that. Are, are you
1: living that behind you is not your home, right? That's like a nursing home. No, that's –
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not a real piano. It's you know, a player piano. I don't they have play a piano that. in the lobby. That you know, yeah, <laughs> right. out with you. I'm in the lobby. They won't even like let you me set up a green screen and everything. Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: I got sick, and when Mom got back to her apartment building, she found out there was a major water break. But we had a fun time at my sister's place. And Joyce says, I want $180. Well, then that's a good Christmas gift. Good for
2: her. Good for her.
1: Yesterday, we had a standing rib. Nice. Which was, was tasty. I don't eat, like, red meat at all right now, but I had a little bit of that, like a tiny bit. Okay. Uh, mashed potatoes, which I don't really eat now because I'm not eating the potatoes. Good carbs. Um. There were green beans, but then this is weird. I mean, it, she makes green beans, but it has like some sort of a ketchup sauce on them.
2: Oh, I like them with mushrooms and bacon and
1: onions. Yeah, I like a mushroom soup with like the bacon, or like fried onions and stuff, like a yeah. green bean casserole yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it was like green beans with like a ketchup sauce and onions and. I don't really eat ketchup now because it's got a lot of sugar. Um, and then we had... There was
2: shrimp. There was shrimp cocktail there. I had a few of those. Cause I'm a sucker for that. I think shrimp is okay for me to eat. Uh, I just... Then, I got spoiled working the cruise ships.
1: Apparently, Mayor Bill got um, heartburn from too much beer and stuffing. Ouch. All right. So, you can tell us whatever your favorite what your meal was for... Um, Christmas, or whatever, uh, uh, six-floor apartment building yesterday. We had pipe freeze and bust. Not my apartment, but close, yeah. So, somebody else had the same problem that the person I know had. That's just awful, especially over the holidays. I mean, that, that's a Christmas gift that just sucks. Uh, give us a call on the uh, you could join the show via the link that I put out there, or you could leave your comments, whatever. Um, another story that I wanted to talk about with you, um. The House or somebody just passed the government just passed a bill saying that the United States women's teams will not get paid as much as the United States men's teams. And, you know, this has been a burning topic for a long time about equal pay for men and women. I'm just going to say it and forgive me for the ladies that are listening, but are you kidding me? Um, Equal pay for equal work. The WNBA star should not be getting paid with LeBron James. I hate to say his name, but the NBA player, the male NBA player should be getting. Yes. If a woman doctor is as good as a male doctor, then there should be equal pay. But when it comes to sports teams, generally the men's teams outperform and outdraw the women's teams. Now women's soccer, the United States women's soccer team, I consider them more men than anything anyways. And, uh, I shouldn't have said that, but I guess they're okay. Maybe they should be making as much as the men's soccer team because they suck. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of get that. For, for the most part, I think that it should be equal pay for equal work. And if the men are outdrawing you and outperforming you, then I don't think you should be getting equal pay. Okay. Like, I know for a fact that women are the death of comedy. So, a female comedian should not be getting paid the same as a male comedian unless a male comedian sucks.
2: Oh, please. I can't go that route. Joan Rivers was a genius.
1: Ellen DeGeneres should not be getting paid what a Jerry Seinfeld should get.
2: Well, th- two things. Jim Murrah, uh, Murray in Los Angeles once wrote an article, a review of uh, Jerry Seinfeld uh, on tour, and this had to be maybe 82. He said, Jerry Seinfeld is headlining the Hollywood Bowl. Friday, Jerry Seinfeld is what's wrong with American comedy. Both true sentences. I'm not a big fan. Sam didn't make this. Kinison didn't make the top 10 list on all kinds of people's lists. That's a relative thing. What people like as far as arts and entertainment and this, that, and the other thing. There's people who stand all day wondering how picasso even made it into the museum and the guy next to them is weeping because of the brilliance so Look, art
1: i is understand that it's subjective your, your folder. i get that i i understand that but at the same time
2: if we, the sponsors can't... are going to put on pro sports tours and teams and the women's national soccer team is doing the exact same thing as the men's national soccer team it is equal pay for equal work. You're not being paid based on the outcome of the game or whether you think it's a better game. It's no, doing the same job for the same pay.
1: You should be paid on who's the draw to the audience and the draw to the audience. A ticket for a Seinfeld concert, whether you like him or not, because he had a TV show and he was a right, superstar right, right. back in the time, should be he should get more pay than a female comedian that isn't the same kind of star that he
2: is. Okay, but see, t- soccer is a team sport. You can pick and okay. choose who you want to go buy a ticket for. But again, if the World Cup for men and the World Cup for women happen on alternating every two years and it's a global tournament and so on and so forth, then yeah, they should make the same money. So do you because think because the, the sponsors make the same money? Do you think the
1: best and NBA player and the best WNBA player should be paid the same.
2: Not necessarily. If they're
1: both the the best at their sport, say they're at both averaging double doubles, whatever you want to say, and so they're equally performing, they're the best at their sports. Should they be on the same pay scale? Of course not. That's ridiculous. No, no, no. I,
2: I would I would agree with that. I I think it boils down to what the league can afford. I mean, the, the same thing with Major League Baseball. The Yankees spend 10 times what we do on the payroll and that's their right to do that. The uh, women's uh, WNBA, if they want to do the exact same thing and pay three or four, you know, two teams, the owner wants to spend that kind of money. It's all relative to what the sport can afford. Nobody's subsidizing their, their salaries. They're not getting money from someplace else other than the league to pay LeBron, and they shouldn't pump extra money into the league. If the league all of a sudden has the same ratings and the same turnout and people buy the same merchandise, then yeah.
1: Uh, Chris says that will be the end of women's sports. What business wants, businessman wants to pay that much for a return. that will, will simply not be there. Okay. Um, the Cleveland force players didn't make the same money as the Cleveland Cavs reason. They didn't generate the same money. Correct government needs to stay out of this. And I agree with that too. When the government starts passing laws, as far as what people should get paid based on whether it's ethnicity, whether it's religion, whether it's male, female, whatever, or binary, non-binary now, the 19 different options you have, it, the government should not get involved in that kind of thing. I mean, I think it's based on the draw, based on the you know what the, the fans want to see more than anything.
2: I think that's all well and good, and you can have both. The only exception being the men's national team and the women's national team. They put the same hours in. They make the same sacrifice. They play the same games. They travel. They spend the time away from that entity representing the United States and bringing back all kinds of spillover benefits if they win the World Cup what that means and brings home to the states and the government that enjoys the fruits of their labor, for them to be getting paid the exact same th- I have no problem with that. See, I have you know, no problem with the women's national team. It, it, it's a men's, men's national team.
1: A men's national basketball team and a women's national basketball team are gonna be completely different. They're gonna draw a different kind of revenue. Yeah, More but that's, a, a, no, that's I'm talking a private about league. No, I'm talking about national teams. When you know the no, you know, America, the USA has a team built by Seth, NBA stars or college stars. They're going to draw better than a woman's national. Are you going
2: to pay a female soldier less than a male army soldier?
1: Okay, I didn't, okay that's a totally different thing. That's not
2: no, I'm, I'm are, only saying the women
1: th- tickets to go see. I said when it comes to you know, certain professions like doctors and lawyers or whatever, as long as you know, they're performing the same, they, there should be equal pay with everything. But when it comes to sporting events, I don't agree that women should get paid as much as men.
2: Women's law ag- is different. I'm agreeing with you with the one exception being the national American team. The women's national team should make the same money as the men's national team. Plain and simple. It's just because they're doing the same work. I'm not saying the quality of the game. I'm not pa- I'm not talking about any or all of that stuff. I'm just saying with to represent the country, to be the ambassador, to do all of that stuff, they shouldn't be bringing home half of what the men are.
1: All right. Uh, you may disagree with this. Female tro- soldiers should be paid less until they are taking the same risks and held to the same
2: physical requirements. Well, for the same job, I think they are. You know, they're, job, female, so- they're female... Combat pilots, they're, you know, female special forces. they there's coming from
1: somebody that served.
2: Yeah. So
1: um, they're all overpaid. <laughs> I agree with you there. There you go. That's a whole different topic. Uh, athletes are tremendously overpaid. Get yeah. I mean, there are guys out there that, I mean,
2: well, we do a whole show on that too, man. Yeah, there's a whole
1: show. I, mean, I love teachers, except for what they're teaching the children these days. But Regardless of the fact, I think the teachers are way underpaid compared to, yeah, kind of dribbling a basketball who's getting paid a billion dollars right. to go out there and shoot right. The and you yeah, have people that are in charge of our youth and sculpting the minds of America that are getting paid, yeah. Spit. Unfortunately, they're sculpting them in the wrong way at this point, right? But again, different show, different time. But we'll get
2: into that, but that basketball right. player has to play four 12 minute quarters, Seth. And sometimes the games go to overtime. It's LeBron just, is winded.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. No problems. Uh, if you want to chime in, feel free. You can get on board by uh, leaving a comment, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Or you can also uh, join the show by clicking on the link that I picked, and we can see you on the screen and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we have to take another quick break. we got a half hour left in the show and another one on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Our restaurant reporter will be out about on Wednesday. You don't want to miss that but uh we'll be back in just yeah. a minute hey it's Seth for mario's barbershop in parma 7526 broadview road in the pleasant valley shopping center right next to big lots you gotta check out mario man great guy does a lot for charities but can perform miracles with hair he even made me look clean cut does my hair does a great job love talking to the guy while i'm sitting there it's a great place to go local business you gotta go to mario's barbershop in parma again donate some toys Trying to make the kids in Northeast Ohio happy, the kids in Kentucky happy after the floods and the tornadoes. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma.
0: Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service, handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install, or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, Call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880.
2: This is Tim Elcorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240.
1: Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Tisaka live on Facebook, YouTube, Odyssey. Again, don't forget to sign up for that Odyssey account and get some of the behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Don't forget, you can also order your shirts, limited edition, your in-the-air homage to Triv like t-shirts uh, with our logo on the front. Uh, w Uh Well, thesethwilliamshow.com, thesethwilliamshow.com. Uh Thanks to WCTs. For those shirts. And then you can get your show stickers on the website as well, the SethWilliamShow.com. And uh, thanks to Aaron Signs for those. Uh, Let's see, a couple of comments coming in. The best female athletes and celebrities are paid, as well as the female athletes. Ronda Rousey was the highest paid UFC athlete before she got knocked out.
2: But that goes back to what you said. She was as big a draw as anybody else in the UFC at that time, too. So
1: here's a controversial message on the WCTs.com message line Females don't belong in the military. What do you think about that one, Mike?
2: Tackle that one. Noah, they fought real hard for that privilege, they fought real hard for that right. Yeah, I don't think there should be a lot of vote either. Yeah, there you go. But no, (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I don't, you go back to ancient times. There have been women following, let's put it this way. Used to crack me up about gays in the military, because if you go back to the 1100s, the 900s, the 1200s, When Spain decided they were going to invade the Netherlands, they had to walk there. It took a year. So don't tell me guys and just their horses didn't develop endearing friendships. And then if you look at the history of the military back then, all kinds of people traveled Women traveled, children traveled, people like nurses, etc. It's it has not ever been segregated and clean cut. It, the only people that did that, that goofy were the British that used to stand in line, and the first line to kneel down, the second line it's shit. That that stuff, the tribal stuff, the it, it just has never existed in a vacuum. So women have been close to war and part of war for as long as there's been war. And don't tell me that if anything happened and uh, somebody came on your property, a woman wouldn't pick up a gun to defend her family. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that thinks that there should be some sort of universal service to one's country so that we don't all forget the fact that we're equal and interdependent and need each other and so on and so forth. The fact that, you know, I'm not saying everybody should go fight somebody else, but there's nothing wrong with the mandatory time coming out of school in the Peace Corps, making a difference uh, as part of your background too. So and, no, I there, there, there's a place for the women, for women that want to be in the military.
1: And I'm going to say this. Um, I was joking, obviously, about women being allowed to vote. And yeah, I do I, believe that women... um should be in military. I mean, man, there are a lot of... I could never be in the military. I'm way too out of shape. I mean, forget about the yeah. fact that i don't on the leg. Yeah. But even back when I had two legs, there's no way in the world I could be uh, in the military because I'm just not... I was never in shape. But if there were women out there that could kick some ass some right. and some cities... Right, right. And, and do it a lot better than a lot of guys out there. That's for sure. And so I have no problem with that. I mean, that's ridiculous. So Natalie, yeah. I love you, but I don't believe... You. That, um, Scott says, looks like Natalie's data cap is renewed. <laughs> yes, Natalie is definitely <laughs> chiming in today. Um, I think women can do almost anything that men could do except for play football. And you know, I'm kidding, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they would have changed that in eight weeks, eight short weeks. Seth. I don't know, I don't know if anybody could take the blob of goo that I was and <laughs> turn me into a soldier. I maybe. But I, I, I don't have to like sit ups and stuff, and like get no. up early. And I'm not about that kind of like. <laughs> I need my meals, and I need them to be you know fairly hearty. Even you know on this little diet thing that I do, it has to be some you know some substance in there. Something They could get parts of your I need my sleep. Attention. Not anymore, man. You know, I'm I'm getting old.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. I stand up. I get you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it was never military material. I don't think. I mean, I love no. my country. Believe me. Yeah. And if I could fight for it, I would be out there in a heartbeat. But I'm just concerned that I'd be like the first guy they pick off because they would see me not moving very quick. And right. It would just, I'd be, I'd be a goner. Now maybe back in the day with the long hair and look like a, a woman going across the field, and maybe would spare me. But other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm done for if I'm out there my opinion. Did you? You never did any military kind of stuff, did you?
2: No, and that was just luck. That was just timing. Um, The year um, that I was supposed to be drafted, they ended the war in seventy-three.
1: Well, so you you just missed it.
2: I just missed it. Absolutely.
1: I've known people that just missed it too. That yeah, consider themselves pretty That's, lucky that they uh...
2: all it was was pure luck because. You started watching and paying attention to what your draft number was when you were 14. And my number was 312, my number was 289, my number was, you know, 240, and then the year I was supposed to get drafted it was 8. Oh, really? And then uh in June I turned 18 in June of 73, but in June they ended the draft, so I didn't have to I registered for the draft. I got a draft card, but I never had to report for the
1: draft. Uh, again, I have nothing but respect and love for the men and women who have served this country and continue to serve this country. Amen. I just don't know if I uh, would have been good at it. But yeah. maybe. Maybe I would have been. I think I'm – well, I definitely – with the legs. I'm too old. One. And the, the leg, I don't think they want me out there <laughs> doing anything. Maybe behind the scenes, there's something I could do. I need. A, I do need a job maybe there's something I could do. Uh, you can text the show. You can give us a call, whatever you want. I'll put the link down here. If somebody wants to join the show, you can. I know somebody tried to earlier and couldn't get in. because
2: they, they couldn't could figure it out. Oh, well.
1: Camera connected. But we're going to continue to do that for as, uh, you know, as long as we're doing a show. You can join in whenever you feel like it. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about the Browns earlier on today. And we were talking about firing the coach. And, you know, we'll probably wrap things up with that because I, I do think that this conversation needs to, to happen. We kind of got off of it a little bit when we got Frank on the line. Frank the Tank was on talking about the college uh, games and everything else. And I'm under the opinion at this point in time that we need to, after this season's over, get rid of Stefanski. Now, he's a good-looking man. He looks nice on the sidelines. Looks yeah. like he knows what he's doing. Uh, he seems to be a nice guy. People like him. Um, but we need a change. I think we need to.
2: Six and ten, if they lose the last two games, is pretty undefensible.
1: I know people will say, well, you had you know, Jacoby Brissett a quarterback. And I'll say, what are you going to win? Well, he was a serviceable quarterback. He was. Yeah. And with all the talent around him. Running backs, we have the defense we supposedly have, and we should have been able to do better than, than this season.
2: Listen, we've talked with Marty Allen on the show, we've had Paul Ratto on the show, we've talked about all kinds of people that have been close to, covered, been a part of the sports scene here in Northeast Ohio and Cleveland. If and we've, I think, we've talked about this once before too. If anybody had walked up to you or me or anybody listening two years ago and said, You know, the Cavaliers are going to be the hottest team in the city in two years. You would have told them they were nuts. Or you would have said, where did you get some of that stuff that you're smoking? Because it's not quite legal in Ohio yet. But I'm telling you, after this show is over, the Cavs play the Nets. Yeah. That arena is going to be screaming. That is going to be the place to be tonight. Because if, the, if we beat the Nets, I think we stand alone with, like, the third best record in the entire league.
1: That's what I was looking at. I was looking up to see what the Cavs' standings are right now. So, in the East, Cavs were third, 22 yeah. and 12. And I don't think that this team is getting the respect that it probably should. Now, I don't know. I know some of the names on the Cavs only because I have paid attention a little bit. Right. But. Um, but are these guys considered stars around the league, or are these just a bunch of?
2: It's interesting you bring that up, because I think there's a, something that's starting to happen. Um, I think that, um, oh, who did we just get? Who did we trade for? Who's our point guard besides Darius Garland? Mitchell? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. He played in Utah which their games start 10.30, 11 o'clock, 11.30, our time. Right. So I don't think Donovan Mitchell um, got the exposure that he deserved, uh, certainly not the exposure he would have gotten by playing in Philadelphia, Chicago, New York. And now that he's with us and playing in the Eastern time zone, I, I've seen four articles projecting who the all-star starters are going to be, and he's in that top five. And you've seen, if you've watched the Cavs play, somebody who can take a game over. And the big question was, could he coexist with Darius? And God bless Bickerstaff because he's got everybody buying into the fact that basketball is a team game and it's a different person every night. That's the kind of basketball I really like to watch instead of having one guy dribble and four guys stand there, wait to see what he's going to do.
1: And see, I'm not a huge basketball fan. Uh, I'm excited because this team is actually doing pretty good. But again, when I watch like SportsCenter and and, shows like that, I I don't see the love for the Cavaliers for being one of the top teams in the East. No. No, I don't see – they're not talking about the the players. They're not talking about how good this team is. In fact, I think I did hear one guy say – no, the Cavs are—they're are, not ready yet. They're not even close to being ready. You know, this is just a a young team, and they're not going to be ready for a few years. But how can they, they keep winning? And I mean, are they that good? Or are they underappreciated? I mean, what, what's the deal? I opinion? think
2: it's—I think it's a double-edged sword, and I think both so, uh, sides are sharp for us because yes, they're a young team, but number two is we—we've got everybody under contract for two, three years. So even if they don't win everything this year, even if they're a piece away as far as like maybe a small forward, um, we have the time to let this team mature and really be good for three, four, five years together. And Gilbert will spend the money. The team all likes each other. They get along as long as they stay healthy. I think this team's got a good future because it's not pieces, parts, and then, start all over two years later and build on around one guy and four losers. I really think there's a lot to look forward to, to this team. But part uh, of the reason is basketball. I think it's a good game. They're playing it the right way. But number two is it's just, you know, there's a part of me that when Cleveland gets to go to Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, LA and kick some ass, I'm glad to see Cleveland come out on top and the national network have to say something nice about the city.
1: But, see, you talk about, you know, staying healthy. I think that's going to be one of the big problems because Cleveland never stays healthy. It doesn't matter what you know, sport yeah. we're talking about. It seems like we always have somebody injured. And Kevin Love is still on his team, right? Yes. So, eventually, he'll have some sort of mental breakdown, and he won't be able to play for a while. And, uh, you know, Garland or a wrist or something, it's going to go downhill eventually, in my opinion, because uh, that's the way it always happens here. Natalie's still chiming in on the – Women in the military. Nothing against women in the military. I just think they should work in medical facilities to help our
2: military. Oh no. so Natalie thinks that the women should be nurses, uh helping out. Yeah, Clara Barton was not in the military, so there's room for both. Giving them a be nurses, they can be doctors. That's just like me. You know, I've I've said more than once that, you know, especially back in Nam, because you know, that Don't bring up the 60s and all that other stuff. But there's a part of me, too, that um, if I had to uh, and if I could join the service, I wouldn't mind being in one of those Marine service bands that, like, just plays at the White House. And, you know, if I had played the Piccolo or the Triangle and could still wear a uniform and march around, I'd do it.
1: It's kind of funny that you say that because Chris says they have
2: armed forces networks after you could have been in radio and, and TV for the military. Right. Yeah, well, Good Morning, Vietnam. That Robin Williams movie was perfect.
1: I could have been that guy.
2: Yeah, you could have.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I just I was never cut out for it. I had a friend who joined the Navy back in the day, and I wanted to actually pursue it because he was in it. Yeah. And he was actually, like, on an aircraft carrier and stuff, and I thought, that's, like, the best. I mean, how cool is it to be, like, on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the I don't like going on cruises. Yeah, I've been on like a dolphin cruise and you know, played shuffleboard and and stuff like that. And so I was like, dude, I could go on an aircraft carrier and be stuck out in the middle of the ocean. It's gonna be great. And then I started thinking about the fact that I'm gonna be stuck with a bunch of guys. And it's and I could actually get shot or something. And then it's not going it's not like the dolphin cruise I was on. And so no. I just didn't I didn't I didn't pursue it. And I, maybe I should have. Maybe it would have made me a better person.
2: You were actually on a dolphin cruise. I did go on a dolphin cruise <laughs> thirty years ago. I did. I, um, it had to have been. That was the first was thirty years ago because,
1: it was thirty years ago because I uh, yeah, I was a sophomore in high school.
2: Oh my god! My mother god.
1: and I went on a dolphin cruise line uh, to the Caribbean. Wow! And there was comedians on
2: that ship. I mean, who, maybe you were there. It may have been. I. Uh, we have to talk. I, I swear to God, thirty up. years ago we went to a, uh, Cozumel, is that Mexico? Yep. Not the restaurant.
1: So no, uh, Cozumel. <laughs> yeah, and we went to Montego Bay, Jamaica. Right,
0: Key
1: and, West. And, yeah, so somewhere I can't remember where else we were, but there, it was a great cruise. The best part about that cruise, okay, you got to remember, I was a sophomore in high school, so I was like the height or the beginning of my height of puberty area. area. Right. Yeah. I was, I got the best part was we were on Montego Bay and they had at a um, gift shop, a pack of naked lady playing cards. Okay. And I was so happy to have these naked lady playing cards. I don't think I saw the outside of my cabin for like the entire week that we were there. I looked out the, porthole, hole, and that was all I saw of well, the Caribbean because my entire days were spent enjoying my uh, naked. Lady. I played a lot of solitaire, if you will, with the naked lady playing I dirt, uh, understand. back in the day. But it was a dolphin cruise, and it was a uh, quite. Ex- I shouldn't say exciting. It was it was quite a trip, if you will.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you were That's on dolphin. Unbelievable! Cruise. That's that was crazy. the very first ship I ever worked. Was That's the cool. dolphin.
1: Is that Dolphins fun when you do ocean. like dolphin cruise when you go on cruise ships and do comedy?
2: It was everything's changed. You we used to be uh, we used to be entertainers. I did two shows a week and I had a suite. So I did four uh, two shows on one on one night and two shows on another night because as you know, there's two seatings at dinner. Yeah. The rest of the time I was a I was a passenger. The rest of the time they just wanted me to hang out in the casino and. I could speak English and dance and stuff like that. It was an awful lot of fun. Now, what a lot of these ships do is you do your show on Tuesday and then you stay in that city, that port that you're in, and you jump on another ship and go to a sail for two days and do your show. And then that city and you end up playing hopscotch and packing and unpacking it is to sign a contract for three months and just stay on the ship. That yeah, that was fun.
1: Yeah, that, that seems like it would be a good time,
2: but like hopping. That in, was a good time, and, and you know, it was the eighties. AIDS was a diet candy, <laughs> and nobody fell off the ship. You know, right. people didn't have cell phone. I got away with the stuff I got away with because none of it was recorded. You didn't have cell phones. You didn't have anything. You had to like talk to people, meet people, converse with people. You couldn't just like like take your phone and go. And send a picture of yourself to everybody on the ship. You couldn't do that. You had to be a person and talk. So it was a lot different. But I will tell you something. I used to do a joke when I came off the ship that said, guys, if your wife or girlfriend ever comes in one night after dinner and sits down and says, honey, uh, we've been talking and me and three of the girls. We were thinking about taking a cruise together. Your marriage is over. (laughs) <laughs> because the guy with the secretary The guy with the business trip That whole madman philosophy thing That supposedly used to happen Yeah, when the women went away to sea It was like, you know Because the guy had a British accent Or a military uniform The plumbers, the electricians They all had these paramilitary sailor outfits on And stuff like that And they'd come out at formal night And these women were just like, holy cow I'm married in the United States. I'm back in America. Yes. I'd
1: love to go on a cruise now. It, you know, it, would, it seems like it would be fun. I, to yeah, it's a great way to travel. Now, do they let people like me
2: on a cruise ship? Of course they do. But
0: I don't the have The accommodations leg. So, are amazing.
1: But if, but if I don't have a leg and the ship goes down, what am I going to do? I'm not going to float. You're not going go to go down. You bond. get to,
2: First of all, you get in the lifeboat First.
1: Oh yeah, because I'm praying because of the handicapped and number
2: two, when you go to port, you get off the ship first. I mean, they were way ahead because you know what? It's international, dude. This country lags far behind a lot of European countries in taking care and paying attention and helping out the handicapped and disabled and challenged and whatever adjective you can you know, like correctly say these days. Little but difficult. they go out of their way, dude. And so you know you're part of the mainstream you get the same attention and stuff you would love it
1: oh yeah i got to You gotta, would love it i got to see about that i got to see how to get on a cruise they're really expensive though now aren't they
2: i'm limb deficient by the way not you know handicapped. handicap there you go i knew there was a term i hadn't gotten up to par on yet guess, but
1: but um i mean are they expensive now cruises or can you get one for cheap
2: you can get deals and there's ways to do it too you call a traveler if you don't mind spontaneously having to get ready to go and pack as the dates get closer, no ship wants to sail that's not full. So you can get deals if you know a good travel agent uh, on ships if you're ready to leave and get a, and get there in two days.
1: If there's a good travel agent listening, um, Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. And with now all the
2: stuff we're going to talk about and all the international stuff, so on and so forth. We have a big spot. Anybody that wants to be the travel agent to sponsor the Seth Williams sure. show with Michael Chiselka, uh, we'll talk because we could do some fun things together, too.
1: We could actually do the show from a cruise ship. Tell me. In international
2: waters. Tell me, dude.
1: So let's
2: see here. Um,
1: now this is great. shows, always Seth and Mike. Keep them coming. Of course, says, if not a submarine set, the cruise ships these days are like a small city. <laughs> <laughs> After COVID, cruises are really cheap. Yeah, I mean I would love to go on a cruise and you know, you catch a little COVID. I mean, that's a, a small price to pay for a good time. Yeah, well and I don't need my wife to go with me. As I found out when I was sixteen, I need a pack of naked lady playing cards and a buffet, and I will be a happy camper. Perfect. So email us if you are a good perfect. travel agent with some ideas for my I me, mean, you could do the comedy on there.
2: Amen. I I'd gladly so, trade that for Passage or the opportunity to put this show out to see. All right. <laughs> I'll be Let's talking then.
1: Uh, we got to take a quick break and then uh, we'll be back and wrap things up. Except uh, for Smoking and Rock and Roll Food Trucks. You got to check them out, man. The food is just unbelievable. Mac and cheese is fantastic. The brisket, everything else is just to die for. You got to check out Smoking and Rock and Roll. 605 Clay Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call 216-539-2239 to book a food truck. Uh, you know, find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place. especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris uh, and his friend Todd. They're good people and they make great, great food. You got to check it out. Smoking and Rock and Roll. SmokingRockandRoll.com.
0: Erranties and Signs has become your complete one stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216 299 9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One stop means you get a complete package from one location custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Erranties and Signs. 4883 Turney road call us
1: at 216-299-9344 hey it's up uh, for audio bay studios in bay village and now if you need a podcast done you got a band you got to record some stuff audio bay studios is the place to go Trained technicians uh, good management there i'm telling you audio bay studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast you want to go there, Audio Bay Studios, 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smoke and Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. Tell me, you, you got to check out Audio Bay Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Bay Studios. If you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give him a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066. Right back here. The Seth Williams Show with Mike Chisalka wrapping things up uh, for the
2: evening. Hey, next Wednesday is our last show of the year. Yes. So why don't we open it up a little bit and invite... Everybody listening to text, message us, and ask them what they want to see covered as far as you know, year in review. I mean, we've lost some interesting people we can talk about, some trends have started, some trends have gone. Uh, I'll give you just an example. Um, uh, I saw an article right before I put everything down to get ready to plug in with you and do this show. But we lost uh, six different foods. And off the top of my head, I can remember that the McRib has been retired and the uh, uh, BK uh, king has been retired and Wendy's uh, Vanilla Frosty. So just all kinds of stuff. And, you know, what's new, what's coming, what are we missing, uh, New Year's resolutions, stuff like that. I'd, I'd really like to get to as much of what's on people's minds next wednesday if they give us a call and they can tune in to find out where tony's going to be too
1: yeah he's going to be in Heights at a golf place so looking forward to that uh also next monday a week from today we're going to have eric on from wish you were here the pink floyd uh, band. eric from wish you were here will join us next monday night so we're looking forward to that uh they're going to be at the agora on the 7th of january that's a great way to kick off the year so we're going to look forward to that um that's next Tuesday. It's also my daughter's sixteenth birthday. On that's,
2: that's fabulous.
1: Uh, Mario from Mario's Barbershop, love Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Happy New Year, he says. Yeah,
2: Happy same to Mario. you,
1: Mario. Uh, Chris says cruise ships are a great category on Pornhub, Seth. Um, I will be checking that out uh, momentarily. Kidding. Momentarily, I'm still you know. On yeah. the camera, I've seen plenty of people make that mistake, but yeah, maybe tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, if something you want to talk about for you know, on you know, Wednesday show, as far as you know, the end of the year show, uh, feel free to text us, feel free to email us, at and Mike at Outlook.com. Um, I can't believe it's going to be the end of the year. I know. Things I'm- have been, you know, it's been an up and down year, no doubt. And I'm trying to maintain a positive outlook and, and hope that things are headed in the right direction. Well, that's what I think we all need at this point. Uh, I think that it was a down year for a lot of people with inflation, with government, with health. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. It's been uh, it's been tricky. But if there's something you do want us to talk about, feel free to get a hold of us, Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. Your memories of the year. We'll talk about all that stuff. On Wednesday show, and then again next Monday, Eric from Wish You Were Here will join us. I appreciate everybody listening tonight. Um, I'm going to go get some dinner. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, thank you for listening on and messaging on the wcts.com message line. Thanks to uh, Frank the Tank joining us on the uh, Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline, and we appreciate all of our sponsors hanging with us. All of them. And um, as we head into the new year. Uh, so excited about that. Tell your daughter happy birthday. I will absolutely do that. 16 years old. I got her a cake today. You did? I ordered a cake, and I had black roses put on it.
0: Okay. It's getting old, man. Similar- oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> to start now. Oh, uh, so man. Black roses. <laughs> uh, this is her cake. I'm sure she's going to be very excited about that. Joe says, another great show. Well, thank you, guys, and we're going to end it and have yourself a wonderful night and a wonderful week. We will talk to you again Wednesday, though. See you Wednesday, bro. Wednesday. Have yourself a great, great day, and thanks for joining us.